Welcome to the Elevate Your People podcast, a place to be refreshed and energized by work again. I'm your host, Danielle Dietz. Let's talk about how we can create an environment for your people and results to thrive. Welcome to the Elevate Your People podcast. This is going to be a twist from what we normally do. It's just going to be me talking. I feel like this topic keeps coming up over and over again in just conversations I'm having. So I thought it'd be fun if I did a self-pod on it instead of it being an interview. Short, concise, but I think it's just a concept that is really needed to be heard. So I learned this through personal experience. And I feel like a lot of other people just in my sphere are encountering this is when it comes to work, there is a spectrum and it ranges from self-sacrifice to entitlement and your self-worth is somewhere in the middle. And that's what we have to hold ourselves accountable for is where we allow our self-worth to lie on that scale. So Intensity at work, as we know, can depend on a season, a project, the state of the company, and our boundaries for life also can vary too. So you could be in a season where you're new to role, filled with tons of energy, or you're trying to get a promotion, or all other elements of life are relatively calm. So you can give it your all, and then some. And then there's also seasons of life where you just welcome the new child. I know my husband and I are walking that right now. Um, You're caring for a family member, you or an immediate family member may be battling health issues where you cannot give 100% or more in work because life is just requiring more of your time and attention. And that's perfectly fine as well. What we have to be aware of is the day in and day out of our job. That's what I'm talking about is where our self-worth lies. So grit is really popular in the workplace. It's a lot of things that people identify as their values or it's a characteristic they look for in hiring. And essentially grit's more than perseverance. It's more than just enduring. It's a toughness, a tenacity, like an unrelenting willingness. And it's actually defined as courage, resolve, and strength of character. So grit is immensely valuable skill to have in life. But the key is in life not just our jobs. And sadly, what happens is grit is so emphasized in the work sphere that we get duped into thinking that that's our only outlet to demonstrate it, or the only outlet that we're really focusing on demonstrating it. And leaders and companies emphasize how important grit is for success, but it's up to you to ensure that your grit is applied to your personal life too. This may sound obvious, but bear with me. We, or someone we know, you know, strive for success. We want to give it our all for the team and do what it takes. But what we need to hold ourselves accountable for is, well, how much is it actually taking? Okay. Once again, not just in a season, but if this is regular day in, day out of work, is it taking substantial time away from home with your loved ones, with friends? Is it taking hours of sleep off of your nights regularly? Is it taking skipping the gym and just dropping working out altogether? Is it taking a sense of peace from you where you find you're more anxious than usual or you're having some severe Sunday scaries? If it's taking up, giving up hobbies or passions or any of the things listed, that's where work is becoming on the self-sacrifice scale. Because if you're giving up all of those things, well, those are all the components that make up your life. Your job is only one part of that. 
So there will be a time in work when this is required. Don't get me wrong. If you're not having a season where you're having to, you know, go in early, work late, or spend extra time on something, well, then you're not really tapping into all that you have to give in that intense season. And that is okay for a company to expect that of us. And it's sometimes energizing when you're in that intense season to get to really give it your all. But what I'm talking about, and I keep emphasizing it, is a regular basis. Kind of what is the pace of your job? So if your job is hyper intense all the time, it's okay to not be okay with that. This does not mean that you have a bad work ethic. If you have boundaries for life outside of work, it doesn't mean that you're not dedicated to the company, but you shouldn't have to sacrifice your health and your personal life. It doesn't mean you don't have grit if you're not willing to do whatever it takes to make success happen. Because if it's taking your health, your personal relationships, your happiness, well, then that's not really success then. Because think about it for you or the company, like obviously that's not good for you. But then if that's what it takes to be successful in the company, well, then this company must really be forcing results. Once again, I'm not talking about a season. I'm talking about this expectation is constant. Then the company's probably forcing their results. There's likely going to be high turn, high burnout, and that's never good for customers because ultimately if your employees are in a bad space, that's going to permeate the customer and service experience. What I also want to focus on too is overworking should not be glorified. So it's awesome that people have wonderful work ethics, but what we want to make sure is, is the culture over glorifying sheer quantity of work and sacrifice for the company, because that's just such a slippery slope to an imbalanced life. Grit should be applied to you as a holistic human. It takes grit to wake up early every day, prioritize your exercise, prioritize your health, squeezing in a workout on lunch break or going home later to still work out. It takes grit to prioritize dinner with your loved ones, to be able to step away from work and be present, listening and investing in those closest to you, not still thinking about work or not dead-eyed because you've given all your energy to your job early in the day. And it's not just reserved for weekends and vacation to be present with your family, your friends, your loved ones. Life is happening every single day, every single hour of every single day. This, this is our life. And it's not meant for us to just be focused and hyper-dedicated in work. You need to have the courage to pursue a passion, to prioritize time during the week to engage in this or in relationships or in things that fuel your health and your energy and make you a better you. You need to have the resolve to find a way to be there for your kids' games or your friend's birthday dinner or a workout class. And it's okay if this means you can't work as many hours. Sheer quantity of work has diminishing returns. Sure, the more work you do, the more you can accomplish per se, but only to a certain extent. The returns get smaller and smaller, and I'd even argue become detrimental after crossing a certain point. Maybe become tired, worn out, making simple errors, or you get blinded by this problem, and you now can't think creatively about it. You're just so consumed by it when there could be a great solution if, who knows, you stepped away or talked to a coworker, or just had perspective outside of just grinding. Craig Rochelle, he's an awesome, he's got a great leadership podcast. He encourages the importance of restraints. So when you have parameters or aspects of your life, you learn how to operate more optimally within. Because if you have limitless time, you'll likely just take whatever time is needed and that time is not actually needed. 
Joe actually mentioned this on a podcast previously. Highly recommend listening to that one if you haven't yet. Of There's a way that you can actually insert artificial constraints. So you can set time blocks or if you know you want to be home for dinner, set a time that you need to leave work by. Do not let it spill over so you can be that much more effective in your time. Prioritizing your life also can come in seasons. So I'm not saying that you have to have hyper set boundaries at all times. That's where we'll get to the point about entitlement, where we don't want to get too extreme and too inflexible. But ultimately, hey, if your life is relatively stable, maybe some things can spill over a little bit more, but it's up to you to create these healthy, regular boundaries. Let's just level set here. The company exists to make a profit to stay in business, to grow. So even if you work for a nonprofit, if the nonprofit is spending substantially more than the funds coming in, it's not going to, it's not going to be around for very long. So any business that you're working for exists to ultimately make a profit to grow. That is the priority. You staying in great shape, you having a great marriage, you having wonderful friendships, that's not your company's responsibility. So what we want to also keep anchored in is the other end of entitlement, making sure our self-worth stays kind of in that sweet middle spot. So work-life balance has been a big thing that's risen in popularity, as it should. This is obviously becoming more realized that you shouldn't die on the sword for your job. Life should be encouraged. But it's almost gone to the extreme to create the illusion that it's your boss or the company's job to ensure that you have balance. Like if an email is sent late at night, you take offense because oh, it's making you think of work and your personal time, or there's a restructure at work and now you got a smaller team, so you've got more responsibilities and you're ungrateful, you're frustrated because now work requires more of you for the same pay or, or hey, there's a really big project on a super tight timeline, got to put in the extra hours and you're upset that you're in the situation, that your boss is even expecting that of you and your inconvenience because now it's dipping into your personal time. So this end of the spectrum is not healthy either. The company values you because you are a unique, unique human. You have unique skill sets, but having kind of a victim mindset when more is required of you is not constructive to your job or to you personally. You don't want to be creating a negative and ungrateful narrative about one of the largest areas of your life, your job, your employer. You should be empowered to speak up when there's an opportunity. So say, you know, not saying like feedback isn't valid. There may be an opportunity where you should speak up on behalf of yourself or others, but you got to hold yourself accountable to remember the company exists to make a profit and the priority is not your lifestyle. The latter is for you to architect, not the company. This is where you find your self-worth on the spectrum. Should be a healthy balance between not constantly wearing yourself down and pulling away from all areas of your life, but then also not getting frustrated and victim mindset when work does require more of your time. There will be a season when your job requires a whole lot more from you. I mean, multiple seasons of that over the years, and that's okay. And there will be a season when your personal life requires more time and energy and you can't give as much at work. And that's also okay. What you are accountable for is creating a healthy blend of success at work and thriving personally too. You're accountable for applying your grit to your life holistically and have the courage and self-worth to recognize that if work is eroding your health and personal life, then you need to make a change.
So you also need to have the character to recognize when you're thinking about things only from your point of view. And you actually need to give your boss or your company grace. If it's approached something wrong or expects more out of you in a season, do not get so worked up over that. If this is helping you realize that you're an outlier on the spectrum, be courageous enough to acknowledge it yourself. Are you completely dedicating your first and best to your job? Are you sacrificing areas of your life or just noticing that you you don't have time for things? You find yourself saying that a lot. Will this ever change or is that the culture of the company? Also, are you finding yourself speaking poorly about your job, your workplace, your boss, your peers? Are you kind of radiating bad energy? Then you might be on that entitlement side of it and looking at things only from your perspective, forgetting whatever the situation is, is likely designed to make the company successful, make it more profitable, improve business, which is the purpose of the company. So you can't be getting worked up over that. You need to look also at lives of those in leadership. So a good model to see when you lift your head up, realize, okay, what are components of my life right now? What is leaderships? What do their lives look like? Do they have interests outside of work? Are they involved in things in the community? And I'm not talking like just sitting on boards. Like, are they actually involved in things in the community? Do they take vacation? Do they have relationships? Do they have a partner? Do they have, you know, healthy friendships, family relationships? Are they in good health? That's usually a pretty good indicator of it. Because this may be a little bit of a trigger for where your life may be headed if you want to be with this company long term. And also demonstrate what a model of success using quotes looks like at this company. And remember, you always have the opportunity to do some, you always have the opportunity to do something about it. So say leadership is someone who really their life, they eat, sleep, breathe the company. They're not in good health, don't seem to have really any other elements. Like if the company went under, that person's life would essentially cease to exist. Well, then you can architect your life. So it is not the same as that. If hours are inflexible, is this company for you? Like if that is the mold of what success looks like, then have the courage to ask yourself the question, is this company for me? Have the self-worth to know that you will be valued and you will be successful elsewhere. This company is not your life, is a part of your life. If you're so bought in and you don't want to leave though, have the self-worth to develop your own boundaries. Do it with grace and gratitude. Work out during lunch. Come in earlier so maybe you can leave earlier and have the evening with friends or family. Be 100% focused and proactive when you are at work. Maximize your impact in those hours. It's the results that bring profits to the company, not sheer hours of your work. Now, disclaimer, if you work in a billable hours job, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to optimize um, even more or choose a role that's solely not based on um, sheer quantity of time. But also you need to think about, are you on the entitled side? Start by writing three things daily that you're grateful for within your role, your team, your company, and know you cannot repeat them or write healthcare 401k salary every single day. Think of things outside of that. You've got to hold yourself accountable for setting a positive tone on your team. You need to be an energy contributor, not detractor. Also, take note, do you make more than three negative comments a day at work? Nip that in the bud. And I'm not talking just about like general, like the work company. Are you talking bad about other people too? Um, About projects, the way things were approached. Cap yourself at three. 
and then steadily reduce it to two or reduce it to one. You'll find that you're able to reallocate your energy. Instead of draining your energy and frustration and negative talk, you will have more energy to contribute to a solution of whatever you're struggling with. You'll excel more in your role and you'll likely be able to look around more, notice others, and maybe see the needs of them. Maybe there's something going on. They need to have a conversation or they need support with work, but it is up to you to realize what's going on in the workplace and your life and how you can create, you can architect a life you want to lead, a life where you can thrive, not only at work, but personally too. And when I think about leaders, mentors, you know, that I really look up to and admire, they are those that have that. I had a former mentor share with me, if someone is extremely overworking, well, then they're likely overcompensating for something. So have the confidence in your skills and abilities, have the confidence to be able to set boundaries, but once again, do it with grace and gratitude. It is not on the company and your boss to make sure you have perfect balance. Okay. And once again, there will be seasons, but make sure you are self-aware of your self-worth and do not, do not let yourself fall prey to thinking that it means you don't have a hard work ethic. If you're not willing to give it your all, all the time, I encourage you to value your life, value your relationships. Those are the things that are going to be there for years to come. Jobs change, come and go. Companies are always evolving. The company you may work for right now may look completely different in 10 years. Honestly, most probably will because they should always be evolving, but do not lose sight of what really matters in life. And also do not expect anyone to prioritize it besides you. So I hope this is a breath of fresh air, um, is an empowering realization. And also that you can kind of hold a mirror to yourself and recognize where you may be on this spectrum. And if you really need to anchor in and find your self-worth, not saying you need to just bust in the doors the next day and be a totally different person, but can you steadily be moving your self-worth to more of that healthy middle? And I'd like to think that the people closest to you will notice a difference and you'll bring better energy to your personal life too. So thank you for listening, hearing this out. I hope that this is something that just enables you to have more success, you know, more grit, more fulfillment in all facets of your life and can encourage others to do the same. Thank you for spending your time with me and desiring to elevate your people. I hope this conversation energized you to take ownership in your work experience. Let's raise the expectation and create conditions for our people to thrive. Because when we enjoy our work, the business results and our lives show it. If you have any guests you'd love to hear from or dive into a certain topic, please message me on LinkedIn. Another great way to influence the world of work is to share this podcast with others. Until next time, continue to elevate your life and elevate your people.